Welcome to another edition of Pool Time. My name is Max King. Going to bring you the latest news in Michigan State men's and women's swimming, diving, and water polo. Last week on our first episode, Michigan State water polo captain Josh Jackson joined us, talked about his career and what's coming up for the men in the 2013 season. And this week, we have another guest. He's a former Michigan State player. He was also a two-time Big Ten champion and first-team All-Big Ten in 2010. He's coached from the middle school all the way up to the collegiate level, and he's also a high school official in the state of Michigan. Chase Plank joins me. Chase, thanks for making the time. How are you? Pretty good. How are you doing, Max? I'm doing great, thanks. Chase, got a lot to get to with you today. I talked to Josh Jackson last week. He said he'd been playing water polo since he was in fifth grade. That's not the case for you. You got started later. When did you start getting into the sport of water polo? Um, when I started playing water polo, I was a sophomore in high school. Um, I started swimming eighth grade, uh, swam ninth grade, and then after the season, after my freshman year, the water polo coach approached me and told me I needed to play water polo, and I was like, "Hey, I'll give it a try." So I tried a, a spring um, like exhibition. Uh, practice, I guess you could call it. We, we would every, every Wednesday during the girls' season, we'd play at Rockford. And so I went there and played, and I was like, I'll try it. So my sophomore year, I started playing and um, surrounded myself with the guys that were on the team that were pretty good and tried to get as good as them. And um, yeah, and then I just kept just stuck with it and kept playing. Now, did you play other sports other than water polo? Um, I grew up playing football, basketball, um, golf, uh, baseball a little bit, pretty much every sport. But once I got into high school, um, I, I swam and, uh, then I got introduced to water polo and I just took off with water polo. I absolutely liked water polo a lot more than swimming. Um, the interact, being able to interact with people at the same time was a lot better than having to look at a black line the entire time. Do you find that, based on your experiences, did other guys on the team play other sports, or if they played water polo, was that a full-time job as it is, you know, all year round, or did other guys have time to play other sports? Um, if, if they didn't, if they played water polo, they probably swam. Uh, it, it was rare for someone just to play water polo and not swim. Um, or or basketball. There's a couple people that played basketball. Um, that also played water polo. I know a few female players that never swam in their life. They played basketball and they tried water polo and they were able to incorporate their knowledge from basketball into the, into the sport of water polo and become familiar with it. And um, one of the girls I'm talking about is Katie Claire and she went to Rockford and uh, Michigan State, played basketball throughout high school. And, and in college, I think she ended up becoming an MVP of um, one of the seasons that she played at Michigan State too. So, and she never swam. She she played water polo and basketball. Interesting. Now, what made you want to play at Michigan State? Well, I almost went up to California and played for a D three school. Um, I ended up getting a scholarship to Michigan State, and uh, I, I couldn't pass it up. It was close to home. Um, a lot of my friends were on the water polo team. 
the very first time I ever came down to Michigan State was to hang out with the water polo team. Um, just the, the, the group of guys that were there at the time when I was intro- introduced to Michigan State water polo, they had open arms, embraced everybody, um, had a great time, they loved to win, and that's that's what I was looking to do. And um, I knew if I played at Michigan State that um, we had an elite team, we'd always have an elite team, and we'd always be competitive. I asked Josh Jackson last week, Chase, what was the biggest difference going from high school water polo to college water polo? He said the physicality of it was the biggest difference for him. Would you agree with that? And what else was a big transition from you coming from high school to college? Um, yeah, I would, I would agree with the physicality. Uh, when, you play, when you grow up playing high school water polo, you don't really have coaches that are teaching you to be very, be very aggressive, um, to be very physical with other people. They basically teach you like the fundamentals and they tell you, you know, this is a contact sport, but um, we never were told to take advantage of people and um, take control of people's weaknesses like we were in college. You know, if we found someone where if we could get an, uh, like a hand on them a certain way, we would take advantage of them like that in college. You know, it was just it, our game plan changed based on the players that were in the pool and it's we could be more physical and get away with it. That's that's exactly what we would do. Whereas in high school, um, you know, it's 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 all about sportsmanship. But in high school, that's what they're preaching the entire time. You know what I mean? Absolutely. No, I can relate to that from experience, both coaching and playing. In regards to your first water polo game at the collegiate level, do you remember your first polo game really well? What was that like? Yeah, man, it was insane. Yeah, we played Michigan. Um, it was at the Spartan Invite. My first game was against Michigan at the Spartan Invite, and uh, I played on the I played on the B team the very first game. And after the B team, I played so well. Uh, Laszlo, who was the coach at the time, came up to me. I was about ready to go to the locker room and change to cheer on the A team. He goes, Chase, you're playing in the A game too. You're 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 not playing B anymore the rest of the season or ever. So, uh, my very first game was a B game, but I played well enough to the point where the coach at the time told me I was never going to play a B game again and wanted me to be on the A team. And I ended up playing probably about half of that game. Uh, even the A game, I played probably about half of it. Um, I think I probably scored like a goal or two. But at the, when I was a sophomore, we had guys on our team that just were machines. So, in your first game, as a college water polo player, you're playing on the B team. And for those of you who don't know, Michigan State, it's, it's a club sport, so it's split up into you know, A, B, and C teams, D teams, you know, depending on how many teams they have. So you're on the B team, obviously, the second most talented group of guys. You get off, and they tell you immediately, all right, you're up starting on the A team. You're at the varsity, you could say. That must have been a great feeling for you. Absolutely. Not very many people the first year on the team and um, I mean I didn't I didn't play my freshman year at Michigan State. Uh, my scholarship that I received they, they wouldn't allow me to um, take the time off of my commitment towards the scholarship to go to practice every single night. So I didn't I didn't have the privilege of winning a national championship my freshman year like some of my friends did. I, I still get a little upset about it every once in a while because I, I 
definitely could have made something work out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, I mean, I got a full ride scholarship to Michigan State for being a golf caddy. And at the time, I was an 18 year old, and I was like, I'm not about to piss these people off that are paying for my college. Um, so my my sophomore year it was when I started, but it was, it was definitely great being able to come in there and like a force on the team like instantly you know what I mean I'm gonna have to go on our digression here just for a second Chase you just said that you got a full ride scholarship to Michigan State for being a golf caddy I had I had no idea that that was even possible explain that um yeah I got a scholarship it's called the Chick Evans uh, caddy scholarship if you you can google it too but it's basically a financial based scholarship that um golf caddies received through the country clubs that they caddy at. So I started caddying when I was like 13 years old in Grand Rapids at the country club near my house because I wanted to make some money. Um, one day I went up to my mom and I was like, hey mom, can I have like two bucks to go up to, this, to the corner store with a couple of my buddies? And she looked at me and goes, I can't give you $2. I don't have $2 to give you. So from then I was like, well, I need to find a way to make my own money if I want to go up to the store whenever I want. Um, so I started caddying. Um, when I started caddying, I wasn't even aware of the scholarship. And I, I mean, I was 13 years old. I wasn't even thinking about college or anything. Um, and then by the time I was a junior and senior in high school, uh, someone told me about the scholarship and uh, the country club that I caddied at. They supported the scholarship, and so I applied for it. Uh, I met financial need, character, um, like character, character qualities, leadership, and. Um, and like good grade, I was I had like a three point eight in high school or something like that. Um, so I ended up applying. I had a meeting with about a hundred and hundred and fifty people, probably. It was like anywhere. It was like a hundred to hundred and fifty. Um, I was at a podium, had an interview in front of all these people. They asked me questions. Uh, and about a few weeks after that interview, I got a call and told them I got told I got the scholarship. So that was another reason why I went to Michigan State. Um, the scholarship actually allowed me to go to Michigan or Michigan State. I chose Michigan State over U of M. So once you got into college, did you continue to caddy as well? No. I, over the summers, back at home, I still caddied at my country club. But being an Evan Scholar, caddy has nothing to do. They're not associated with like the golf team or, or MSU golf or anything like that whatsoever. That's awesome. That's amazing. I had no idea. I had no idea any of that even existed. All right, so that's our digression. Well, getting back into water polo now. Chase, most people don't know about MSU water polo's success over the past decade and beyond. So talk about some of the success you had as a player. Um, being a Big Ten champion, um, although it's a club sport, you know, we, we compete nationally with um, teams from California, teams from Texas, teams from Florida, um, being able to always be competitive with those teams as well and ranking in the top three teams of the nation. You know, it's it's always nice to be a part of a team like that. It's unfortunate that we were ne- never able to get first in the nation, but um, being able to beat Michigan every year, um, was always was always enough to put a smile on our face, except for my last year. We lost to them. Now, you, you mentioned that a little bit already. I'm sure you played with many talented players during your time at Michigan State. 
Who are some of the players that come to mind that stick out as some of the best you played with when you were at Michigan State? Andrew Oleskovich, one of the smartest players I've ever played with. He will, when you play with him, you know exactly when he's going to be open, when to get him the ball. Like 20 seconds before you're supposed to pass it to him, he's able to just communicate and work with you uh, work with you as he's playing to understand where he wants the ball um, or if he's getting you the ball. Um, he's someone that is just very easily communicating with while you're playing. Um, very talented. Uh, one of the smartest counter, uh, counter attack offenders I've ever played with. What teams were always competitive, always gave you a run for your money? I mean, Michigan was always tough to play against. Um, just because, you know, Michigan, you, uh, Michigan State rivalry. Um, another team was Lindenwood. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard about them. They're a team from Missouri. My junior year when we went to Nationals, I ended up getting my nose broken in our uh, second game at Nationals against Lindenwood. Um, I thought it was blatant. Um, a lot of my teammates thought it was on purpose and everything, too. Uh, if you were to see the video, I think you would think it's, it was on purpose. Um, the following year when we played them at the U of M uh, tournament, um, one of Lindenwood's players, we were playing them at U of M. Uh, one of their players got ejected from the game for punching one of my teammates in the face. And when he got ejected from the game, he, was, he went into the stands and he was in the stands yelling, breaking number seven's nose like we did last year. And for some reason, whenever we played Lindenwood, no matter what circumstance it was, I, I just, I played out of my mind. Um, they, we were playing them against that, uh, at my, Miami, Ohio one year. I think that was my sophomore year. And I broke my thumb in the game before we played them against Michigan. I shot a backhand. I hit someone in the, in the face and I broke my thumb. I ended up playing the following game against Lindenwood. And we were down by, um, I think, six goals going into halftime. And I sat out like the beginning of the second quarter all the way to like probably two minutes left in the second quarter. Um, and then I started the third quarter. And something happened where every time I threw the ball towards the cage, it just went in. It was, it was crazy. I had a broken thumb and everything. And I think I ended up having probably seven goals against him that game. And every time we played Lindenwood, uh, I just, I would, I would blow up. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I just would blow up. And that, that's why I think it was blatantly that they broke my nose at Nationals. Um, because when we were playing that game at Nationals in the first quarter, I had two goals already. And I ended up getting my nose broken at the beginning of the second quarter. So, um, okay. and they were, they were a dirty physical team. They were known for physicality. They had a lot of European players on their team, foreign, foreign players on their team. Um, and that's how they're taught to play when, they're, when, when they start out when they're young, you know. Speaking of injuries, what are some of the most severe injuries you had as a player? Broken thumb, broken nose, a tad. Both have gotten hit in the eye with the hands and fingers a few times to the point where it's swelled up where I could open my eyes. Um, I've been hit in the groin too many times. 
Um, but I would say I would say the major ones were my nose and my eyes and my thumb. What were some of the highlights of your career? Um, every single time we played Michigan and every single time we played Lindenwood. You know, I they, I never I'm not the type of player to sit here before the game while I'm warming up and watch the other team and wondering what they're going to do and wondering who's going to play that like who's going to play on their team because. When I get in the pool, I know that I'm going to do better than them. You know what I mean? I, I could care less who's lining up across from the pool of me. It could be a six foot five, two hundred eighty pound dude. I'm just going to do whatever I can to beat him. You know? Chase Plank, former Michigan State water polo player, is my guest. Chase, let's get into your coaching career now. You've been coaching for the last few years now. Talk about what you've been doing as far as coaching, and and why did you want to get into coaching? Um, just being able to learn the different aspects of the game, you know, like I grew up playing water polo late in high school, you know, I didn't have the advantage that some of my friends did starting off when they were younger. Um, so when my coach in high school asked me if I wanted to help out coaching middle school and age group teams, I was like, yeah, I'll help out so I could, I, I could learn more. Um, and then I expanded uh, my view of water polo by coaching Michigan State's team. I've coached Okemos Middle School. Um, I've gone and I've done clinics with Laszlo. I've done clinics with Mike. I've done clinics with uh, with Ron. Um, uh, and then I wanted to expand it even more, and, and I started refing. Uh, each aspect of the game is completely different. You see the game completely different. When you're a player, you're thinking about you and your teammates while you're in the pool. When you're a coach, you're thinking about your team while they're playing the game. But when you're a ref, you're not. You're just you're observing what's going on and and you're seeing the the game happen from both sides uh, rather than just one. You know. So since you became an official, do you find that you have a better appreciation for water pool officials? Not that you are one. Oh, better, better. I still hate refs, but. <laughs> Man, do they get a bunch of crap every single game? Holy cow! They, they, that's why they get paid so well is because of the crap that they have to take from the coaches. Um, but the appreciation for them, you know, I, I do have more appreciation for them just because of the work that they actually put in. A lot of people, especially with a club sport, you know, not every team has a coach. When you're fortunate to have a coach, they actually do put a lot of work in. Um, but re- refer- refereeing is completely different it's everyone hates you except for the person standing across from the pool from you you know the fans parents both teams both coaches during the game they they don't like you so um it's definitely a different view but you can learn just by like while you're refing observing other teams what they do right and what they do wrong and that's how I ended up getting better is being able to coach other teams and, um, and ref other teams being able to see what they do. And I just based it off of what I've seen and try to get myself better that way. Most officials that I've talked to have that moment or two during their careers where they vividly remember a coach, a player, maybe a crowd really getting out of hand. Is there something like that that sticks out in your mind? Um, no, I mean, being a ref, you have to expect that you're going to have a hard time with with some coaches. Um, every coach, you know, whether they are yelling at you or speaking calmly, they have a 
they have a, an opinion, and usually that opinion is only based on their team and it's biased on their team. Um, so being an official, you have to do your best to just stay unbiased, be able to view, view what the issue is from both sides and be able to come up with a with a um, with an answer to, to resolve the problem. Um, but, you know, really you just got to step back when you're an official if the coach has an issue to, uh, to just, like, tell them to calm down and uh, talk to you like an adult and not to get angry. Uh, because ultimately, if the coach comes at you and they're all angry, the last thing a ref's going to do is listen to you anyways. Now, you were on the women's staff here at Michigan State for the last number of years now. What's the women team looking to do this year? What do you think that they're capable of? I think they could win Big Ten. I thought we could have won Big Ten last year. We were on that verge of getting a one-unit team together, but we, but we ran into a roadblock. But in my opinion, with Mike as their coach, I think they could easily win the Big You mentioned Mike Scarcelli. What's it been like working with him? Mike is actually one of the smartest people ever. Uh, when he started, he started coaching us at the beginning of the year, beginning of the season one year because we didn't have a coach. And I would honestly say that's been the best two to three weeks of coaching experience that I've gained. Uh, uh, in college, Mike is a genius. He has so much, um, he's, he's learned so much over his career. He's played in different areas. He's played in California, he's played in Pennsylvania, he's played in Michigan now. Um, he's just a very knowledgeable guy through his experiences in water polo and everything. That bringing him into the Michigan State programs is probably the best decision that the team can make right now. And Chase, you're graduated now, is that correct? Yeah. Okay, and so what are your future plans? Um, hopefully get a job in the packaging industry as a packaging engineer. That's my plan right now. Um, whether it's uh, in Michigan or if it's in California, if it's in Illinois, um, I'd like to stay in the Midwest so I can stick around the water polo community and and make the sport better in Michigan. He's a two-time Big Ten champion in 2009 and 2010. First team all Big Ten in 2010. He is a coach for the women's water polo team here at Michigan State. He is also a high school water polo official. Very busy man is Chase Plank. Thanks for making the time. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Anytime, man. All right, Chase. We'll talk to you later. That was a good interview. That was a great interview. Chase Plank, everybody, crushing that interview. He crushed that interview like that player from Lindenwood crushed his face. That was a wild story. He said that player from Lindenwood was shouting, break number seven's nose like we did last year. That's brutal. <laughs> he also, he was a golf caddy. That was a fascinating thing. He, was a, he got a full-ride scholarship to Michigan State for being a golf caddy as a kid. Full ride. That's not just saying, we'll pay for your books. That's that's a full ride. That is zero pennies out of his pocket. Tuition-wise, that is. Man, if I would have known that when I was 13 years old, 
oh, I would have picked up the game of golf way better. I'd have just, yeah, not even golf. I'd become a caddy. I'm sure he's a pretty good golfer too. Well, he said he played golf in high school. But man, who knew that you could be a golf caddy as a kid? Just He, he said he, all he wanted to do was become a golf caddy so he could make a couple bucks to go to the corner store with his buddies. That, that desire turned into a full-ride scholarship to Michigan State. His craving for some Bazooka Joe and a Slurpee turned into a full-ride scholarship. Man, I should have picked up the game of golf way, way long ago. But I'm, I'm terrible at golf, so I'm, I'm sure Chase is much better than I, I am since he's not only a caddy, but he played golf in high school. I'm so bad at golf. This is what I do. I have a terrible, terrible slice, terrible slice in my, in my shot. When I drive, I've gotten to the point where I do not even try to fix the slice. And people who have played with me can vouch for this. I play the slice, okay? It's for slice, those of you who don't know, meaning when I drive the ball, it does not go straight. It, go, it takes a tremendous curve to the right. And so when I line up to, to drive the first shot, I don't line up straight. I, I'll take about a third 30 degree angle to my left, sometimes even more. And so I'll be shooting, I'll be aiming towards the woods, but that slice will curve it back around and it'll go out of the fairway, at least on a good day. Sounds like I could use Chase as my caddy. Apparently he's good. He crushed that interview like that player from Lindenwood crushed his nose. Broke his nose because he was on fire. He broke his nose because he was torching Lindenwood. And they see, that's something I didn't know. You would think Michigan State's natural big rival in that would be Michigan. But it sounds like to me that Lindenwood is a bigger rival than Michigan almost. That was a good interview. Fascinating, fascinating man is Chase Plank. Anyway, that'll wrap up another show here on Pool Time. Thanks for tuning in. I want to thank our guest Chase Plank for coming in and giving a fantastic interview. And be sure to tune in next week for more talk about Michigan State's men's and women's swimming, diving, and water polo news. For Impact Sports, I'm Max King.